we're live. Okay, great to be back. Another Wednesday, another beautiful day to be alive with yes, my boy Rick the Ruler, the ruler of the West Side. If you guys don't know Rick, I mean, most of you know Rick. How do you not know Rick? But if you don't, then he's been on previous pods. There's a pod with just me and him a long time ago where he says his story and uh, pretty crazy fucking story. But uh, other than that, this this pod is sponsored by Product. This is my boy JX's company. Everyone knows JX. And, and it's been... It, it's what I wear. It's usually what I wear. It's usually what's in style. And he's got a drop going on right now. And if you... I mean, it sells out quick. So if you get one, you're lucky of whatever he's dropping. What are you dropping now, Jay? Uh, so I have a hoodie available... Uh, two t-shirts and two hats a snapback and a fitted i stocked up on everything so it should last hopefully uh, at least a month hopefully hell yeah so That's check that good. out yeah. and then all, 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 obviously i always talk about his patreon too if you want to support the pod we don't really make me money doing this we have fun doing it but patreon.com slash redhawk academy if you want to support if not no biggie mm. Oh, fuck. What's been on the agenda? I've been training, dude. Training fucking hard. Today, I've been more fatigued than I've been in a long time. Monday morning, taught jujitsu. I mean, 9 a.m. class, drilled a bit. And then we had a couple guys come in, did six, six eight-minute rounds, and mainly focused on wrestling. Six eight-minute rounds, balls of the walls. Mm-hmm. Went home, rested. I had my buddy Michael Hamill teach the wrestling class in the night where we just drilled, high-intensity drilling, and then we just did live goes. Tuesday morning, ran three miles, just tried to keep, like, jogged three miles, trying to keep my heart rate under 150 and nasal breathe only. And then yesterday, went to the lab and grappled with Jared Cannonier for an hour and a half. And he's big right now. He's 210, and that motherfucker's powerful. So tried to wear him out, and we scrapped for an hour and a half and got some good work. And last night, I only ate two burgers, two hamburgers with, like, lettuce, lettuce, and I don't know, I was just so fucking gassed. I didn't even want to eat food. And so I slept like shit. Didn't eat enough. But weight's coming down, feeling good. I think this week and then next week training for the ADCC trials. And then we'll probably slow it down the last week. Me and Jay are going to go to Vegas. And I'm going to compete in the trials. 250 people in my bracket, I think, right now. So it's a fucking absurd bracket. It's the biggest ADCC trials they've ever had. So I'm in good shape. I'm ready to go. I'm going to go scrap the best I can. And then uh, we'll vlog it and we'll put it on Patreon. So that'll be good. Uh, other than that, new gym's going good. New gym's going good. I'm trying to get someone to take over my lease completely. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but I have a guy that wants my, my current gym because there's two years left on the lease. A guy that wants to take it over completely. Um, other than that, diet's been going good. and been feeling good. Been waking up with good energy fucking ready to rumble um i went and picked up rick at bk this morning i'm glad i found you because i was looking for you last night couldn't find you but that little spot you sit in in the back kind of hard to find you but i'm glad i came in yeah a little cutie at the uh cashier register mm-hmm. you know what i mean and you saw me spitting that ugly game pool <laughs> is it yeah yeah, yeah. one thing she we were like you i can tell she like you did she yeah she likes them thick. Love it. Wow. Uh, one thing we were talking about, too, is you just got to be careful of them fucking STDs, right, Rick? Man, they out there bad. And you they'll know, get you. Yeah, they're going to get you. If you fuck, don't scrap up, 
They gonna get you. Well, we were talking about it too. It's just like that'll get you from the mouth too, right? Yeah, you can that head part, man. And, uh, I think it's more accurate than you know than you you know going in a you know yeah. yeah. Well, I wonder can they still give you something if they don't have a sore on their mouth? Is it when they have like a sore yeah, on the mouth? Is that no, when it, it ain't got to be a sore? They can have. Uh, like any STDs, you know what I'm saying? Uh, gonorrhea. Syphilis, gonorrhea, syphilis of the mouth. But would yeah. you be able to see? see? No, you can't see it because it's orderly. You know what I mean? Oh. It's, it's from a slobber. You know, us from slobbing on the knobbers. Slobbing on the knob is gonna mm. get you. Yeah, that's the scary thing. I mean, yeah. if you wrap that pickle, you'll be all right. But I'm the type of guy I don't like to wrap my pickle. Really? You know, you just bury raw, it. Raw, raw. Raw dog, huh? Raw dog. That's when it feels best? When it's raw dogging. Fuck. I know. It's mm. just too scary. I just... Yeah, it is. So... I mean, know. if I would have had a kid too young, mm. I don't think I'd be in the place I'm in. You know what I mean? I would have had to get I would have had to get a job, and I wouldn't be able to focus as much on jiu-jitsu, fighting. I wouldn't be able to focus as much as on that. Because when you have a kid, mm. it's like the focus changes a bit. It's not any more about you. It's more about the kid providing now so it's like i i've always been good at wrapping it up Mm -hmm. or pulling it out but you you gun it in i gun it do you really gun it wow that's That's what they should start calling me now gonna (laughs) rick the fucking gonna Uh, um yeah but that those mouth diseases i mean you can't be finding some girl (coughs) she'll give you a little sloppy toppy Next yeah. thing you know, you wake up with sores on your wiener. And man, sh- is that shit itch? Uh, I don't know. I never had it. Really? But I know I studied on it. You know, yeah. from you know being incarcerated in the jails and penitentiaries, we might, you know, I mean somebody might get on uh, that subject. You know. Well, in jail and shit, like they always talk about people getting raped, get guys fucking other guys. Does that happen a lot? Yeah, they, they, them the motherfuckers that be wanting it. They, that's what they want. Really? So, you know, yeah. So nobody, uh, you know, that's some 70s shit. You know, back in the 70s, uh, you know, you, uh, he go, a nigga got 200 years, you know, and then he's, and he's trying to bust my a girlfriend. Nut. Right, right, you oh, know, man. so then he, you know, if he see a motherfucker, he want him, you know what I'm saying? If dude refuse, he takes it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Some big motherfucker. Yeah. So if you if you know uh, how to old, old looking motherfucker. if you know how to really scrap, then you probably don't have to deal with it too you much. You don't. You don't. Um, it, like I just said, it, it all depends on that human being itself. You know. It, you know. He curious about it probably. You know. And wanna. Yeah. Motherfucker to go in. And not necessarily he's gay, but he's looking to bust. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's all. But you gay though. If you do that, you gay. Ain't no, you know, and buts about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The one receiving, not the one giving. You gay. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Some people are gay. Some people yeah. bored gay. If that's what they like, all power. Let it be power yeah. to them. You know. Yeah, I think so but too. You know, I've been, uh, I've been watching The Bachelor, and uh, it's. I feel, I feel so bad for the guy because these girls are are, are being their best selves. And they, mm-hmm. they set him up. They set him up. I mean, 
they set him up to fuck the girls and he ends up fucking the girls like any normal guy would but i think where he went wrong is he said i love you to three of them i love you to three of them and then he told all three of them like i had sex with a couple of you and and it all explodes he breaks their heart and oh it's just a fucking mess but really what are you supposed to do in that situation like what are you supposed to do the girls Mm. the girls maybe could have protected themselves better and said like mm. not said i i love you but there's just such a big difference between love and lust do you agree jay mm. oh yeah 100 percent. i but mean don't we, you think you could love i feel like you could love multiple people at the same time there's, well, well that's the thing you know what i mean that's the thing on uh i've read that somewhere too like Dude, I mean, well, it's it, it that's yeah. only common sense. I feel like right. Our programming and our conditioning from our culture is you love one person and you mm. only can love one person, but it's yeah. just not. That's bullshit. <laughs> I think so too. But on the Bachelor, when they they were doing like the the live audience and stuff, and all the girls in the live audience were just scowling at him, like what the fuck, like mm. well, and and everyone has their own definitions of love. Mm. Mm. You know, but I, I definitely think you can love more than one person at a time. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. How many of you loved at once? Uh, I'd say three. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what about I'm you, Tim? About, uh, I was going fucking crazy. Really? Bouncing off the wall, man. But you were probably, they were probably, I mean, they were probably taking your chi, too. They're pro- that wasn't an issue, I bet. Yes. You know, it really was. And, you know, I had one time, I had one of them, both of them had the same fucking name. So it didn't make a difference, you know, if I was with, you know, this Michelle or that Michelle. You know, it didn't fucking make a difference, man. Right. You know, yeah. yeah. I'm just throwing the name out there now. It ain't because, you know, my ex, she uh, still trips out about this girl, Michelle. Mm-hmm. So I just I don't know why it came off the top of my head. Yeah. Fucking Michelle's mm-hmm. on. Fucking. Yeah, but the bachelor's good. I f- I feel super bad for the guy. He's getting to the point now where he's gonna have to pick two, and he already broke both their hearts. But he kind of talked them both into staying, and now he's got to do it again. I'm like, God, what a shitty situation. But the bachelor, it's it's almost so fucking cheesy in the fact that you get to hang out with these girls, not that much, but at the end of it, you got to get engaged. It's like, what? Come the fuck on. I don't know, but it is entertaining. I just I just like watching how people react to certain things and, and and see certain interactions and watch how people communicate with each other i don't know why it's so entertaining to me but my friend was on i mean an acquaintance from montana was on the bachelor and he said it wasn't scripted jay so quit with that shit <laughs> i'm cap they I'm probably sh- tell him to say that well i'm sure it's uh, scripted it to a point shit. like <laughs> scripted to a point where it's like okay we're going here today <laughs> i know it's funny that you like those type of shows but i think you like them because like how you're saying it's just like a big, like a social experiment. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I see him. Yeah, and it's just fucking funny the way people are. Uh, yeah, but dude, let's think about the other night. It's just so nice waking up and having something to train for. I mean, I've, I guess I've been doing it for so many years now. I'm just so that's I'm so used to it now. But waking up and you have nothing to do that day, you think that sounds nice, but then you do that more than more than a couple days in a row you wake up and have you have nothing to do and then you start building fucking problems in your mind problems that aren't even there and then like anxiety starts to come about and you just like you feel that way jay yeah for sure i mean because like i want to say for like the past i don't even know like what two years or something i've i've had a lot of like free time like what everybody 
mm-hmm. you know what everybody talks about like oh i wish like i i could just do whatever i want mm-hmm. every day because like at first mm-hmm. i think like setting a routine is like nice you know i'm glad that i have jujitsu and then this podcast yeah and then uh obviously doing my stuff for the brand like that all keeps me occupied but yeah i have days where i'm just like all right well i don't have really any to do's to do today mm-hmm. and you do kind of build like I feel almost guilty for just hanging out, not yeah. doing anything. But I feel like you need those days too, you know, just for yourself type of thing. Yeah, I think if you earn those days, I earn those days. But if you start having those days back to back to backs, like I woke, you, mm-hmm. you can sleep in as late as you want. You wake up, you really don't have anything to do. I just feel like it's going to cause issues mentally, especially if you don't have a fucking routine. I mean, my routine's been fucking dialed in, and I've been feeling fucking good, dude. Really good. Um, because what weight are you competing at for this one? Eighty-eight kilograms, so one hundred ninety-three pounds. And I woke up this morning; I was about one ninety-eight. Mm. One ninety-eight. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to cut a few pounds. But my friend said that did the ADCC East Coast trials. He said they weighed in at six and competed at eleven. So if I have that many hours to rehydrate a little bit, I'll be able to cut four or five pounds and be fine. That'd be nice. Uh, which will be good. Yeah, but I feel like so. Tom, Tom, when did you start doing like a setting a routine? Like when did you, I guess, kind of start with that? that? I think like well, routine, not just like a morning routine or anything, but like you know, yeah, Mondays we have whatever yeah. gi no gi comp training. Tuesdays whatever. You well, know what I mean? ever since I started fighting professionally i started be like okay this is going to kind of be my training schedule and then i moved to team quest and then they have this certain set out practices and then went to the sports lab and they have the daisy condition so i kind of just would put i mean schedule everything around my training session so that was easy to start and have a routine but it makes sense like tom brady how old is he and now all of a sudden he's coming back mm-hmm. like he went from all these years however many years he was in the league with his set routine, with his purpose, with I need to get better, with we're going to do this, till all of a sudden nothing. A lot of money. You can buy whatever the fuck you want. But then he probably woke up two weeks into his, three weeks into his retirement, like, fuck, I don't even, like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, hanging out with the family and stuff, but still, like, that's going to be, that's going to be almost a skill being able to be present with your kids and present with your family and then be thankful for those things and but now he's just like, I'm coming back. He's like, fuck it, I'm coming back. I wonder I wonder why. Yeah, 44. Yeah, that's crazy. I guess I guess maybe that's one of the, like, I don't know if you'd say negative. Of like, you know when people just kind of, uh, like, hone into just one thing? Like, I was listening to that Mr. Beast pod mm-hmm. and how he's, like, dialed in on YouTube. He just always thinks about YouTube, like, just hyper-obsessed or whatever. But then Joe Rogan's like, do you work out or anything? And he's just like, mm, no, I mean, I haven't got to that. Like, I don't like saying he doesn't have time. Like, so like you're like super successful in like this world, but then you're lacking in your health. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is, I don't know. And I forgot who said it, but they said like, uh, uh, eventually your health is going to be the most important thing in your life. Like eventually at some point in your life, your health is going to become most important. Oh, yeah. And like Paul Check says too, like diseases and those kind of things, they don't start overnight. It's your fucking habits for, for years and years and years. It's like, okay, yeah, I don't know. Eventually your health is going to be your main thing. But that's why we're super lucky at a young age. We've kind of understood like, damn, exercise makes me feel good. Eating 
pretty quality shit. Makes me feel good. Staying hydrated makes me feel good. Um, pretty lucked out with that. Because what would you do? Like, say you didn't have jujitsu. Because I know, like, obviously that's like your passion: teaching, training, grappling, wrestling. What would you do? You think? <laughs> I I don't know. I I would hope I have the tools to be able to be able to figure out how to be like okay i can't do that anymore i need to 100 percent accept that not let it stress me out not let it make my life miserable not being just like defined by that and being Mm -hmm. attached to that i'd have to figure out a way to be like well put my energy into something else something else positive where i can get better at i guess this uh yuka food app this is a pretty cool app mariah found you can scan the you can scan the barcode on any food and it'll tell you how good it is for you. Damn, like you can t- scan like deodorants and it, they'll tell you what's toxic about it and it's free. You can scan anything, bags of chips, fucking anything you have in your fridge, scan it and it'll tell you out of 10 how good it is for your health. It'll tell you five, it'll tell you four, too much, way too much sugar. And it'll tell you why too, way too much sugar or way too many preservatives. And that's sick. Why UKA app. And it, I don't know how trustworthy it is. Do you remember that um, like Amazon was trying to do that whole, uh, like basically you walk into the store, Whole Foods, because I don't know, they partnered or bought Whole Foods or whatever, where you just walk into the store and you just pick anything up, put it in your cart, and as soon as you walk out, like it just charges you. That's fucking sweet. That's really sweet. Um, well, it said the study revealed that yucca was particularly effective when advising against particular products due to the presence of potentially harmful additives. When yucca advises against a product due to high levels of fat, salt, or sugar, however, the app appeared to have influence. Um, so that's good. If there's a bunch of shit, like we've always said it too, if fucking the ingredients list is paragraphs long, it's probably not good for you. Like there's a good fucking chance it's not good for you. Uh, but I got a new bidet. <laughs> I don't know how. Well, one of my students, Cole, he's like, dude, this bidet I got, he just brought it up out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, I'm like, how much was that? That's funny. He's like, 50 bucks. I'm like, what? And then I looked on Amazon, Lux, L U X E, bidet, B I D E T. And they have, they're like 50 bucks, 45 bucks, thousands of reviews. And dude, I don't know how I lived without that thing. That's crazy because I remember. I don't know. They probably just been around for so long that it's just like an add-on to your toilet now. But I just remember they were always like a luxury thing for you, people to have. Yeah, that's what. Well, that's what I thought too. You know what a bidet is, Rick? Mm. It's on the uh, the toilet. It's this little <laughs> side thing, and you mm. pull it, and it spritzes you. <laughs> Wet your ass up. In other words, <laughs> it gives you a little rinse off. Yeah. I mean, in the morning too, when it's cold water. Was that your? Is this your first time like using? Yeah, like first time one? ever. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Haven't I had this forever for? Because you don't. After you can just give a couple pats with some toilet paper and you're done, mm. just to wipe the water <laughs> off. But it's crazy how good it'll clean you up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember I, did, I tried one because I think in Japan it's just like normal. Like this is their normal thing, and they've been had it. So oh really? I was like, yeah, it was weird at first, but then yeah, you kind of get used to it. Well, there's even this girl setting on it for when girls have their periods, so it'll 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 adjust the aim, so it'll hit the vag. <laughs> That's it, crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. But uh, some pretty crazy news: Kevin Holland. Oh yeah. Kevin Holland. Uh, Kevin Holland's another UFC fighter, Rick, and I guess he was in. Was it a restaurant? Yeah, it uh, says restaurant shooting right here. He was in a restaurant, and there started someone started to shoot it up. 
So then I think he took down the gunman. It says right here, so gunman opened fire at Houston restaurant. Nobody injured. Uh, according to reports, panic alarm was triggered. I'm trying to skip through this. Uh, f- about 40, fe- 40 to 50 people were inside. The suspect fired one shot. And the next thing you know, you just hear a pop. And everybody started getting down. Uh, I'm trying to think. We ran into the shooter, got him down, straggled him, took the gun from him, and then the, called the police. But that's pretty, like, ballsy, you know? Especially if, like, someone has a gun. I would be, like, freaking out. Well, I wonder how, like, he came up behind him or. Yeah, I know, right? It doesn't really say. It just says that they took him down. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, there's so many people and you're only one guy. <laughs> I'm sure there's people behind you. You're just not paying attention. It's like some movie shit. Yeah, for real. For real. I was facing one way. I thought it was a champagne bottle popping because the people behind us were having a birthday party. I go look around and I see people running like they had the look of death on their face. Holland said he and Robinson got low and ducked for cover, then looked in the direction of the shot. Holland said he saw the gunman and the man who the man who grabbed his arm. The gun at that point was facing toward Holland and Robinson and other patrons. Holland said rather than run away, Holland said he and Robinson went the Ran around the other side. Holland said he picked up a chair to hit the gunman, but couldn't tell who the gunman was and was the good Samaritan because they were wrestling on the ground. Holland noticed the man on the bottom of the skirmish was the one holding the gun. He said he and Robinson helped pry the gun out of his hand. Holland said he took the man into his lap, wrapped his legs around, around him, and put him in a rear naked choke. As soon as he was asleep, I let go of the choke, slid out on top, got full mount, stretched his arms out so he couldn't reach for anything, Holland said. Damn. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah, fuck, yeah. Holland said he and Robinson grabbed the man's backpack and tossed it to the side and made sure the gun was not within reach. The police, police arrived shortly after. Um, that's pretty badass. It is. <laughs> Fucking scrapping. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Did you see the whole uh, patty thing with uh what's the other fighter did name? he already fight that kid or no 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 so i think they're in the same weight class are they 145ers right and because um, i guess patty was saying like some fucked up shit about his country or some like it was pretty fucked up what he was saying like how fucked up though there's something about like that's why they're bombing you guys or some fuck something along those lines he said and then that guy said okay when i see you in the hotel like i'm gonna go up to it's you. on site and he did and it says right here as soon as he came in he walked towards me and patty was like what's happening and he got close to him patty basically was like i'm not gonna hit this guy like i have a fight i don't want to break my hand and then not Mm -hmm. be able to fight for money he's just saying he has little man syndrome because he's only five seven but i think that'd be a sick (laughs) fight because the guy he got into it with he's the guy that knocked out ryan hall oh okay so So he's like a sick black belt he's pretty sick at striking like overall yeah and trains at probably american top team damn so that'll Probably, maybe yep. next if Patty can get it done this weekend. They're on the same card, I think. I think uh, this guy's. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's Damn, so that's some good juice. That that's this weekend, right? Yeah, that's this weekend in London. I think so. The fights are gonna probably be early over here. Hmm, nice, dude. These new fucking uh, boxable. I sent you the link on Twitter. You can open it up. These boxable ca- casitas that they're starting to come out with. These mini homes. I don't know if Elon Musk is the one who invented them but they almost they're talking like he is forty nine thousand bucks so you can get a mortgage for 250 bucks a month it says on here and it comes with a fridge um a dishwasher microwave cabinets 
all like brand new. Like, look at it. It's like a studio fucking apartment. That's fire. It's so sick, dude. Even if you scooped up two of them. Um, and then I think they're self-sufficient. Like they have uh, the solars on the top, solar panels on the top. That's sweet. I don't know. I've, I've always wanted to ha have a small, modern <clears throat> place to live in. Something simple. Just you and Mariah and just have the horses in the back. Well, now <laughs> now it's like I need my fucking Twitch studio. It is true. <laughs> but dude, you can buy these. They're they're gonna start coming out with them where you can like buy an apartment building, and it, and it, it unfolds and you can stack them on top of each other, and all this crazy shit. Well, this itself it looks like so small it could be it itself could be a pod studio just at this by itself. You know oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. So how's it been adjusting uh, living on your own? At first, it was kind of weird, you know, because you get kind of used to, like, being with someone all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, sleeping with them, hanging out with them. Mm -hmm. Like, first couple of nights was weird, but then it just gets normal. I don't know. But, like, I'm used to being by myself, so it wasn't, like, too yeah. much of a hard adjustment, you know? Yeah. So, it, I don't know. I kind of like it. It's, like, cool. Like, yeah. It's almost like everything. Dude, everything. You fucking adjust to it. You just do. You end up adjusting to it after a while. Mm-hmm. And even I, even when I fucking had my face wired, dude, I ended up adjusting that. I'm like, I, I got used to living like that. And I got used to living with just liquid through the teeth. Mm. And I still was able to be happy. Like you just, yeah. you just adapt. It's crazy. It's crazy. Another conversation with my mom last night, long <laughs> one. We're not, it's hard because we just don't really get anywhere. And I was reading the definitions of a cult. A definition of a cult because they go by definitions and words in the Bible and stuff. So I'm like, okay, let's read the de definition. A system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object. Okay. Definition one, definitely the J-dubs are a cult. Number two, a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange. Which, yes, it's definitely fucking strange. <laughs> Jehovah's Witnesses can't get blood transfusions. My mom broke her hip completely. And they said, well, you possibly could have a blood transfusion if you go under surgery. I mean, need blood. And she said, no, I'm not doing it. So she stayed awake during a full <laughs> hip replacement. That's yeah. crazy. And they can make that decision for kids, too. If your kid needs a blood transfusion, they can say no for your kids. And, I mean, the kid could fucking die. Suffer. It's like, oh, my God. And then the last one, a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing. Again, that's a number three is cult. So we got we got to that. <laughs> she didn't like it, though. She's like, well, will you not call it that? I'm like, well, why can't I call it that? Because that's what it is. The definition says that's what it is. Mm -hmm. But she didn't want to call it that because other people look at it as a bad thing. But Yeah, because, I mean, I guess cults can also be like, it doesn't have to be negative, I guess. Cause I feel like okay, what's what is jujitsu like? What are we? Are we kind of a cult? Like the jujitsu group? Like we all get together? Maybe we believe in see. this is making us better. Well, the thing but it's is not about jujitsu. It's not really like a, it's not really like oh, you gotta have a faith. You're not sure. You're not yeah, sure. It's, it's like jujitsu is true, and yeah. you can prove it. There's some gyms that can be very cult like like hey, you can only wear these colors. You can only like they have little rules within it. Yeah, money you know making I mean? rules like a great mm. like. 
not nothing wrong with Gracie Ball Hall. Like, fine. At least you're still doing jujitsu. But yeah. if they make you have this, you have to buy the gi. You have to buy the rash cards. You have to buy the team shirts. You have to buy this. So for you to sign up for jujitsu, it's going to be $800 for the first month. It's like, for fuck. Real. They kind of take advantage of, of, I guess, the jujitsu itself. You know, like people already love it so much. So Yeah. And and in jujitsu is an expensive sport. It's not yeah. like it's a Planet Fitness where you can pay ten fifteen dollars a month. Like for yeah. a membership at a decent gym, it's going to be one hundred sixty. Some places in California are three hundred a month. For real. But but yeah, the way those those gyms try to just suck every penny out of you, it's like come on. For real. But that's what's nice traveling and doing it for so long, going to different gyms. Like I knew in the future, I wanted to have my own gym. I didn't think it'd be this soon. But I, I just saw the kind of the culture they had and the vibe they had at each different gyms. And some I didn't like and some I liked. And I, I think that made it better for our gym to kind of create exactly what we wanted. Yeah. I think it's like perfect. Like the crazy how we started at that little small garage. And now we're yeah. Here. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, What else? What uh, the fuck let's see. else? I think I had some shit pulled up right here. Oh, yeah, Dana White, I guess, was talking about the whole Conor McGregor versus Jake Paul on the Impulsive Pod. And um, it says he shouldn't be fighting Conor McGregor. Basically, Jake is huge. He's like 6'1", 210. Conor's like 145, 155. There's weight classes for a reason. This is stretched for Conor to fight at what, 70? He even, like when he's talking about uh, Nate Diaz and shit. And then Jake Paul's like, Dana White is begging for Diaz and Conor for a third time. He's like, I'll fight Connor at 175, no problem. Stop making excuses. So I guess he did talk about that whole shit on that impulsive pod. Hmm. It's interesting. I feel like, well, well, Jake's probably hasn't experienced it, but he's not bigger than many, I mean, most welterweights. He could make 170. I mean, it's a bitch, but he's not that much. Most welterweights walk around 195. A lot of welterweights I've known have walked around 200, over 200, and they could make the cut to 170. Uh, but that is true. I was thinking about that too. I'm like, he is a bigger man than those guys, and he's not calling out Israel. But if it's MMA though, smart. I don't know. What do you think? MMA, like just straight MMA. I think Connor well, just kicks the fuck out of his legs. Well, dude, that's the thing. Connor's got really good fucking teep kicks, dude. Really good teep kicks, and you saw against even Nate the second time. He he's got some good fucking low kicks too. And uh, boxing stances are really wide and really sideways and really flat, kind of flat-footed. You can kind of sit there because, I mean, some boxing matches are 10 rounds and 12 rounds, so you're, you you got to be efficient with your energy. Uh, MMA stance, kickboxing stance is way different, a little bit more springy, a little bit more agile. So he would definitely have to adjust to that. But, dude, it would be a fucking huge fight. Dana's got to be thinking about it a, a little bit. Yeah, I wonder if he's just scared. He's like, fuck, if Connor gets dropped yeah. by this guy, he's a rat. Dude, and that's <laughs> the thing. With the four-ounce gloves, Dana's been around long enough to be like, it's not impossible. It's not impossible Ooh. for him to knock him the fuck out, and that would just be Ooh. so bad for the oh, UFC. God. Um, Did you see, Um, you know how everybody's like bitching about the gas prices and shit? Uh, have you heard of Karlarna? So it's like an afterpay type thing. So basically, like, I guess gas stations, I don't know if it's here. But they're starting to do it where you could just like uh, basically pay your gas back later in payments. <laughs> Isn't that what? wild? It's like a credit card? Yeah, like Klarna basically like 
Yeah, you just get shit in payments. Like, say you wanted fucking whatever, and you pay it, like, in four payments or whatever. Hmm. It was just wild, like... It's like a layaway. Yeah, basically. For gas now. Yeah. That's crazy, huh? Fucking crazy, dude. What the fuck? Well, it's crazy, too. One of my jiu-jitsu students was saying, he's just, like, he gets a part-time job, and he can't even fucking barely afford to eat. He's like, I can't afford to eat and pay rent and then pay the jiu-jitsu gym, like... And he's just a single kid, like... Working a a lower end job and then trying to provide for your kids and then trying to pay for anything extra like curricular for them like fuck especially now gas like maybe you have an old truck it's just tough dude and it, and did the gas go up why does the gas go up does it go up because no of the president idea. I have no idea I don't know either but Mariah's like well when Trump was president the gas was really low but I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't think that had anything to do with it. Really? Yeah. Why does gas go up? Comment below. Yeah, people want that bread. Who gas it belongs to? Yeah. I just remember seeing yeah. this meme. is like people keep complaining about gas prices. What am I going to do? Not get gas? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, that's one thing. I mean, 2021, best things I got, the Tesla. I mean, not even having to fucking worry about gas has mm -hmm. been so nice. Hopefully they come out with a cheap-ass version of that. Mm -hmm. um, I bet gas companies are like, fuck, though. What the fuck are we going to do when it's all electric vehicles? Well, isn't that the thing? After a certain year, they're only going to make electric cars? Have you seen that? I, I think sure. I've heard about that. Like, imagine how many oil companies and shit are just going to be like, well, we're fucked now. Yeah, but... <clears throat> I mean, people still drive cars from, like, fucking long time ago, you know? Yeah. So who knows? How, yeah. What's their lifespan? Some good stuff from James Clear articles coming up here. Um, this is from Eric Nugum on reaching up instead of punching down. The secret, the secret to feeling great about yourself is not to be found in searching for people who are less than you and then show yourself superior to them, but in searching for people who are more than you and then show yourself worthy of their company. That's pretty good. And this one's about May Sarton on the importance of rest. I always forget how important the empty days are, how important it may be sometimes not to expect to produce anything. Even a few lines in a journal, a day when one has not pushed oneself to the limit seems a damaged, damaging day, a sinful day. Not so. The most valuable thing one can do for the psyche occasionally is to let it rest, wander, live, in the changing light of a room. Mm -hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good. Fucking earning your rest. Um, what the fuck? Is that me? Oh shit, it is me. Answer what it. What the fuck is calling me? Answer it. I <laughs> know. <laughs> um, okay, here's another one. Simple is nearly always better, but if it's going to be complicated, make sure the problem is worth the complexity. A great deal of time is wasted creating complex solutions to relatively unimportant problems. Ooh, this, this was a good one here, actually. Many situations in life are similar to going on a hike. The view changes once you start walking. You don't need all the answers right now. New paths will reveal themselves if you have the courage to get started. That's good, dude. Especially when you're thinking about the future mm -hmm. and young kids are stressing too much about the future. It's hard because, I mean, you, you keep good, consistent habits and you just keep improving yourself. Random, random opportunities are going to pop up that you never thought would have popped up. 
and you, true. you never could even have, have thought of. So it's pointless to stress too far in the future because you never know what kind of stuff's going to come up out of nowhere that you can't plan for. But that's what I always think about too. Is like it's crazy. Like me starting jujitsu changed my whole life completely. Because like even like meeting you guys. Yeah. Even when you guys remember when you posted like looking for a podcast producer, mm-hmm. I was like this close to like not even saying anything. But then I saw you guys. I was like, hey, <clears throat> do you guys still need help? Mm-hmm. And then like years later, here we are. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how it worked out. Like mm-hmm. there's there's something something so little could have com- completely changed changed everything. It's crazy. For real. Um, a simple reminder: time will multiply whatever you feed it. Good habits make your time make time your ally. Bad habits make time your enemy. Hmm. That's true, isn't it, Rick? Mm-hmm. You've been reading that Naval book or what? I, I've read this book already fucking twice, dude. It's, 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 you haven't read it? No, not yet. I, I mean, listen to his like, little YouTube stuff, though. You can borrow this one, but just bring it back. It's fucking good, dude. Um, These are just some of his rules he put at the end. This this book's so good, though. This is going to, regardless of anything's going on, this shit's going to put you on a good fucking path. Mm. Uh, this is 2016. This is kind of the end of his book, Naval's Rules in 2016. Number one is be present above all else. Fucking tough to do. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, Buddha says it, desire is suffering. If you're constantly desiring something, just like, oh, I'm not going to be happy until I get this. It's fucking suffering. Um, this is another one from Buddha. Anger is a hot coal in your hand while waiting to throw it at someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, if you can't see yourself working with someone for life, don't work with them for a day. There you go. Reading is the ultimate meta skill and can be tr- can't and can be traded for anything else. All the real benefits in life come from compound interest. And this one's a good one. Earn with your mind, not your time. I mean that I mean that's easy for us to say. But like my mom too, she's like I make $60,000 a year. I'm like which is really good for her from where she came from like she was raised literally on the carnival. I mean, the traveling carnival, her her dad, my grandpa, they did the old-time photo booth stuff mm-hmm. um, and just traveled to carnivals and lived in a bus her whole life. So for her, it's like great, but still mm-hmm. she, trading her time, trading her time for, for the money, which is like, I don't think the best way to get wealthy. But ninety percent, ninety nine percent of all effort is wasted. Okay, Tony. Total honesty at all times is almost always possible to be. It's almost always possible to be honest and positive. Um, which was another one. Watch every thought and then ask, "Why am I having this thought?" Uh, and then another one says, "All greatness comes from suffering." Mm, enlightenment is the space between your thoughts mathematics is the language of nature every moment has has to be complete in and of itself um and then these are some of his formulas formulas at the end of the book these are notes to myself your frame of reference and therefore your calculations may vary these are not definitions these are algorithms for success contributions are welcome this first one says happiness equals health plus wealth, plus good relationships. Mm. And that's happiness. Health plus wealth, plus good relationships. That's good. Mm. And then health equals exercise, plus diet and sleep. 
Um, diet, natural foods, intermittent fasting, and plants. Sleep, no alarms, eight to nine hours, and with the healthy circadian rhythms. Um, accountability, specific knowledge. He goes into a shit about money in this book too. I mean, money. Um, I don't know. This is probably one of my favorite books I've read, though. Really fucking good shit. What do we got for the fights this weekend? Uh, let's pull them up here. The UFC London card? Yes. Pumped to watch Patty the Batty, though. I know, right? Is How he can he not be? Event? No. I don't, he's on the main card, though. Rodrigo Vargas, Patty Pimblett. Alexander Volkov. Damn, Alexander Volkov, 34 and 9. 34 and 9. Goddamn. 43 professional fights. Motherfucker, 6 7. Tom Aspinwall. I mean, I haven't watched too much of Tom Aspinwall. Everyone says he's such a, like, a stud, though. Uh, Volkanovsky. Tall motherfucker. And I haven't really watched him that close. I don't know if he's that good at, at punching people at the end of his punches and, and staying at his range. But obviously with that record, he's pretty fucking good. So it's hard to guess because I don't know either of those guys too good. Dan Hooker, Arnold Allen. Arnold Allen, 17-1. and one. I hope Dan Hooker gets it done. I know. He's yeah. just a fucking, he just seems like a good dude. Exciting as shit. 145, he said that's for sure his weight class. It forces him to be more disciplined. Is he, um, is, has he been fighting at 145? Or is I think his, his last one? fight, oh, okay. his last fight was 145. Um, And then we got Patty Pimblett versus Rodrigo Vargas. I don't know where this Rodrigo Vargas kid trains. Um, His garbage compared to me, but his mindset. Says the kid's garbage compared to him. Um, 12 and 4. Coming off one win. Okay, he lost to the Brock Weaver illegal knee. Michael Della Torre KO'd him. DLT, you know DLT from the lab? Uh, I don't think so. KO'd him in combat. Combate. Yeah. He's 36, 5'7", 155. So they picked a good fight again for Patty. Second fight in the UFC. Smart by them. You know, the, like, the UFC's not stupid. They know how to build up a fucking superstar. Like, when he first got into the, I mean, his debut fight, he had 25,000 followers on Instagram, I think. And now I think he has close to 600 maybe yeah. or, or well over 500. Just after one fight. It's crazy, huh? Yeah, just by his fucking little, his Ellen DeGeneres haircut and his loud <laughs> accent. accent. But he seems like a cool kid. I'm pumped to watch him. Uh, Gunnar Nelson's back. Gunnar Nelson hasn't fought since how long? He had a big-ass layoff. His last fight, Gunnar Nelson, two-fight losing streak, but he hasn't fought since 2019. He lost to Gilbert Burns by decision, and then the fight before that, he lost to Leon Edwards. So this is probably fucking do or die for him. He's fighting Takashi Sato, which hopefully he wins. I like watching Gunnar Nelson fight. Good ass fucking jujitsu too. Um, Jai Herbert, where the fuck? Okay, yeah. So that Hillary Tupiri guy is on the yeah. On the I think card. he's on the prelims. Mm-hmm. That'd be probably a sick fight to make if they both win. Yeah. Fuck, why not? Or the UFC's like, God damn it. Well, Maybe you not. can tell the UFC like likes the drama shit too because I think I've seen on Twitter like they, they reposted that whole scuffle. Oh, bro. They like fucking love the drama. <laughs> they love the drama. Nathaniel Wood. I mean, I don't I don't Nathaniel Wood's not ranked or anything, but that's a fight I'd like for Suge. 
for Bantamweight. Yeah, I strike, remember they were going at match. it on Twitter. Yeah, so hopefully maybe Nathaniel Wood can get this kid out of here quick. Nathaniel, finish this kid quick, and then maybe he can fight Sean and Phoenix. I know we're trying. We, they're trying to get Pedro for Phoenix. I think I, I read somewhere. I think I don't know if he talked about it, but there was like a thing on Twitter that said that Dana said he's not going to have Sean on the Phoenix card. I know. I did seem I don't like know she, you know how yeah. it is. Well, he had a meeting meeting with him too, and I think Pedro Munoz I think likes the fight, but is dealing with an injury. Rob Font got booked, and those were two of the fights that we were looking for. But if there was a, a fight that popped up like Nathaniel Wood, <gasps> quick fight to make some cash, then that'd be probably perfect. But realistically, it's going to be looking like July. So coming um, up at forty four. I mean, that's fucking almost just perfection. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we found Rick today. I was going to get a guest today, but I was like, we haven't had just a pod us for a while. And then uh, we'll probably have Kyler Phillips on. I mean, and then there's a psychic reader, this healer, this holistic healer From that's in the same complex. And this list of shit that she says she's certified in, I'm like, damn, I want to ask her how hard it is to get certified in that or are these just random things? But it looks like some pretty deep shit. I mean, hopefully we don't bring her in here and she just casts a bunch of evil spirits on us. <laughs> I know. That'd be interesting, Paul, though. Just to hear her I'm going to have her in. She said she'd come She said she'd come on. So that'll be definitely interesting. So it's always good to have Rick on and let him get some rest. <laughs> Take a little power nap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, smoking-wise, I've been doing these edibles, a little bit of edibles here and there. I love the bong rips. But I do feel the bong rips when I, if I take a fat bong rip and I go hard training the next day, I do feel something's going on that I'm not at my best. So sticking to the vaporizer and the edibles at this time is, uh, is good. I think but other than that, dude, I mean, nothing crazy going on. Just training, dieting, dieting's fucking I was talking to Mariah. I'm like, damn, if I did come back and had to fight at one, I mean, took a fight at 170, I'm like, God, I don't want to do that diet again. <laughs> it's such a bitch, dude. <clears throat> it's nice eating good, clean foods, but just not worrying about how much you're eating. Just eating as much as you, yeah. you feel like you want to. Not just be like, okay, I have to train fucking hard, break myself down, and just eat a little bit of food. I don't miss that shit at fucking all. <clears throat> Um, there's a fight to win this weekend. He said they're looking for a match for me. So if they find a match, great. Be sick. Because who else? Well, is on he that? asked me. He said, "Do you want this guy at 185?" I'm like, "Dude, unless you're paying me decent money, I'm not gonna cut 15 pounds or 12, 12 pounds, whatever. I'm not gonna cut that much." Just I wonder how me. how strict they are on the weight shit. They're strict. They are have they? a scale. I, uh-huh. I mean, every time I've done fight to win, that you had to weigh in. I mean, what happens if you miss weight, though, I guess? I know, right? It's like, I don't know. I miss weight by 10 pounds. Sorry. <laughs> 10 pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who cares, huh? Uh, for real. Uh, other than that, I think, yeah, one of my students so far got a match on the fight to win, so that'll be good. We'll, we'll go there regardless. Um, but that's perfect, guys. Uh, that's episode 33. Check out uh, JX's new stuff. If you don't follow him, you got to follow him on Instagram. Keep your style right and keep the keep the post flowing in, boys. <laughs> All right. We will see you Sunday or 
Monday for the Timbo Shrug Show. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace. Peter,